Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two already. It is 5 a.m. here in the Bayou City. All right. Uh, now let's head down to Venice, Louisiana, and let's check in with Captain Mike Jeffcoat, see what he's up to this morning. And we don't have Mike yet. But anyway, well, that was interesting in the first hour. We, uh, had some good text and uh, good good information for for what they wanted to know. All right, let's go to Mike now. We have him now, Mister Jeffco. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? I couldn't be better. You couldn't be better. No, it's all good. I'm still here, man. Kicking like uh, a chicken. Me too. I'm starting to warm back up a little bit, but I'm sure the fog can come with it. So. I had a little bit coming in this morning, you know, there off the bay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't dense or anything. Just it's right. in the air. Yeah. You know, warmer temperatures, yeah, cooler bay water, that kind of deal. Right. That river is our problem. So. Boy, it too, yeah. It too. Yeah. I mean, total whiteout. So. Mm. All you do is set it to rain and wait. So. I'm, you know, I know guys now, even with radar. They're not running it. You know, after that accident last year, it's just it's, ju- it's just not worth it, man. Just weird nope. things happen. You know, nobody plans them. They just happen out of the blue, and uh, no sense in forcing the issue. No. You know, too. We got southeast wind blowing now against that river, and that river, boy, it was. Stack it up. <laughs> I got guys in from Minnesota right now. And, Minnesota. I know, you know, I've been fishing with me quite a few years. And we was coming back yesterday, and uh, we was getting closer to that river, and he said, well, you ready to buckle up? I said, yeah, I'm already buckled up. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> and there it was. I mean, all the way back to Oh, boy. Then you put, then Corps of Engineers, they was doing soundings back and forth across the river, so you throw that in the mix, and there you are. Yes, sir. Because they don't, they do not stop. They're, they're going to make you stop, but 
they're not going to stop. So, yeah, they're going to make you stop or go around them, swing one way yeah. or the other. They're too close exactly. to back. There ain't no going around them. That's right. That's the whole deal. So, uh, other than that, everything's good. Um, Tuesday was a little tough day. You know, we still, well, it was 39 degrees when I got my pickup here Tuesday morning. So yeah, it was cool. So, so that kind of shell shocked everything, but they, uh, they turned around and got back in the program yesterday. Right. We got that sun out, and, you know, I found some protected banks and seen a couple of mullet jumping, and I started working towards them, and we got a bite. Said, you better turn around and go back and check that. Turned around went back, and it was just, I mean, we put a limit for about 20 minutes, so. And uh, Brandon Ballet, he was outside out there on a the bar catching some bull red and black drums. And he had seen me go in there, and he hollered at me and said, "Help me find anything." And I said, "Yeah, I'm done." And that's all I said. And he knew. So I seen him later on that afternoon at the marina. And said, "I ain't catch him up where I saw you out back there, but uh, he said I seen some mullet jumping in there on further in there." And he said. He said, you couldn't hit the water. You had one on. I went, I didn't get to make it to the mullet because they didn't let me get to the mullet. So, <laughs> Well, but, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. So we went out there on the bar and had to dunk with, tried to catch some of the reds, but they dunk with biting out there. And water's kind of getting a little low. And I run south a little ways and run into another protected bank and seen one little mullet jump, wiggly his tail, and we went down that bank for probably 300 yards, I call 15. Yeah. And uh, seen some even. Some of that water was starting to get pretty cleaned up, and uh, seen two or three bulls swim by, but they, that's all they'd done, swim by. Throw something out, maybe just turn around and go around it. There's a lot of trout. If we could get that wind right, our trout is supposed to be unreal. Right. So, but uh, I ain't got no offshore report. I think I didn't see one boat go out yesterday. And I hated to be him because, like I said, that wind really got to whooping yesterday. And they called for it today. I don't know. I stepped outside while ago. It wasn't working. Last time I talked to you, I was still fighting it. Bearing assembly on that trailer and finally got lucky and got it put all back together. So. You know what? I I forgot to even bring it up. You, sh- I, you should have called McLean's and have, had them overnight one to you. Well, that's true. Uh, you know, I didn't even well, think I tried of that until after e- I hung up with you, you know? Right. Well, I tried to get a hold of Easy Loader. And, uh, I mean, that's like pulling teeth trying to get them on the phone. Is that what kind of trailer you have? Yeah, it's an easy loader. Oh, and they've got the oil bath on those too? Yes, sir. Is it the vault system like McLean's uses? Yes, it's a vault system. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it is. Because, um, 
You know, and I'm the same way. I didn't think about McLean until, until you just said something, you know, which is, but I, it all worked out. I got got it all back. I got lucky that down here had a assembly that the studs in it wasn't identical, but they did fit. They was a little longer, but they wasn't, uh, they wasn't too long. So it worked out good. So, and, you know, it's not, it's not an all bath now. It's a, it's a grease now. I had to put a buddy bearing on it, you know. So. Right. Well, limping's limping, man. You got to get going. Yeah, absolutely. So. But your problem was the uh, inside diameter, right? Exactly. On the spindle and the yep. and the seals and the bearings and everything. Yep. So. Now. Good advice, everybody. We got a vault system. Be prepared. Well, <laughs> have a spare. That, yeah, have a spare. That's what you need to do. Just put you one in your toolbox on the back of your truck, or put it on the spindle with your spare tire. Yep. So you know that's what I do. I have that spindle I need to on my winch post with a spare tire on it, with the bearing assembly right. behind it. Uh, I need to look into how you. Uh, service one in bolts. I don't know how you put the oil back. See, in the I've never, uh, yeah, I've never serviced one, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I've never had one go bad. I've been real lucky or real fortunate, whatever you want to call it. And uh, well, me, yeah. So, never had one mess up. No, they got what limited lifetime warranty on them. I think. Man, I don't know. It's a bunch. I mean, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the average Joe will never wear one out. No. Uh, no. You know, a guide might for, if they do a lot of pulling. Yep. But uh, so far, so good. Yep. It's called the you know. Vi- the Vault Hybrid System, I believe is what it's called. Hybrid yeah. bearing system. I need to look on from my trailer. The warranty stickers on there, so. I might call them, but anyway, I'm sure you can Google it and it'll tell you how to do it. Google so, it. I mean, you're going to have to have it back on that axle. Right. Before you can put the oil in it. I mean, I just don't know how, how that works. Yeah. So. I don't either. That's a good question. But I'll I bet you talk get to somebody, somebody at McLean's. Somebody, somebody go text you here shortly. They'll tell you. Yeah. Well, what have you been throwing at these fish? What's your go-to stuff right now? What are you catching? Uh, you got you got to pretty much tip it. Tip it? You know, yeah, water so so messed up. What, I mean, like with the shrimp or what? Yeah. Just dead shrimp over on a jig? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cork rig or freestyle or Cork what? Cork rig. Well, now, them out there on the bars, we're freestyling it. But, right. You know, this stuff in here, especially all this stubble we've got. You know, I've, I've, I've actually, if I'm not catching them, and customer gets hung up or they get hung up, I'm going nice. to it, get my rig back. Because just, I mean, you're going to hang up. There's no if. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's inevitable. It. It <laughs> yeah, with all the stubble we have. I, I can't wait till it does clear up and 
I can put a spinnerbait or a spoon in my hand because oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Fun. You have any more fish you'll catch fishing like that because you're covering so much more water, and able to you know keep it in the strike zone. Oh man! Oh, absolutely. I remember right after Isaac, uh, I got some boys that come fish with me every fall, and we had all that stubble situation in, and you know the. What came was standing was real sparse, and I mean, you could throw it as far as you could get it back in a crack in that cane. Right. And just, I mean, just hold on because you fish and get hammered. And that's, uh, that's a challenge to get one of the redfish out of that cane and standing still, you know, try to get him around all of it back out in the yeah. open water. But I went through some spoons in, but you could buy spoons in. They're not, uh, they're still not on the shelf like they were a lot of um, things aren't yeah there was a guy i can't even remember the name of it now uh, been around a long time but there's a guy at the show fishing show that's building spoons now they're ten dollars a pop for a spoon you know, for a spoon but they have a rattle in them Oh, is that really, that plastic-like spoon? It's called a uh, 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 no, no, no. Uh-uh. It's a, it's a. He's got them silver or gold, and he's got them. Uh, they're kind of half and half. Uh, one side of that spoon is or is solid gold, and then on the other half of it, it's got some black specks in it or something. It's cool looking. I mean, and the rattle is on your. Uh, your weed guard. Okay. And on top of that, oh, so they're like high. silver. They're like silver minnows with a, a weed guard and a straight hook. Yep. And uh, they got eyes on them too. And really? Yeah. And ten bucks a piece. They ought to have. They ought to have depth charges. Kind of bells, but yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> ten dollars for a spoon, man. They got for a kit though, but I, I'm curious, and uh, it, it's a. I mean, and it kind of looks identical to the Johnson. Yeah, the silver minnow. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, he up the he up the game with it. Yeah, the Sprite has treble hook, and the silver minnow has a single hook. Right, we yeah, you, you definitely ain't throwing them. Uh, I've thrown a million hook. spoons in my lifetime. Oh, I have to. That used to, when I surf fish. That's a chilling basically all I threw. You know what used to be good in Trinity Bay this time of year, especially on that east shoreline over there, and that water get real clean, and you know we'd be waiting over there was the uh, the quarter ounce or the half ounce spoon, right. the silver one with the chartreuse tape with red dots on it, buddy. We used to absolutely light them up with that spoon. You bet. Yep. They'd long come around silver. Yeah. Yeah. Guys throw them down here. A lot of them old timers throw them over there. Yeah. You know, they, that's like in October here when you see all them bass boats offshore with us on them bull reds out there. They're all throwing throwing rattle traps. They're throwing rattle traps. But they catch them. (laughs) (laughs) I, I go back to the hot spot day. Cordell Hotspot. Yep, the Cordell Hotspots. Remember that one bait that was, uh, uh, 
It looked like a rattle trap or a hot spot, but it had the little bill on the front of it and a bucktail on the yeah. back. What was that called? A top spot? Top spot or something like that. Yeah, and uh, when you reel it, it'd, it'd wiggle on the surface, and then you'd stop it, and it would sink. And then you start reeling again and get it back up on top, and it, it was like a wake bait. Buddy, yeah. Will, Will Kirkpatrick gave me about a dozen of those. He found a bunch of them that he'd had from years back. Hey, the redfish took them all away from me. You want to talk about suckers for something, a shad-looking bait wiggling on top like that. Oh, my goodness. I lost them all to redfish. Yep. I think it was called a top spot. Something like that. I'm trying to think who made that thing. I don't know. It was probably Cordell. Uh, It probably was, knowing Will, because he he throws all that Pradco stuff, or he did. Right. God, God rest his soul. I miss yep. that old man. Yep, he was a good. Sure fun. do. All yeah, right, I got a roll, Mike. You got a roll. Already, right. We're already out of time, man. That went by quick. Hey, if somebody yeah, wants to call you about coming down to Ven- coming over to Venice and uh, hooking up, how they get a hold of you, brother? Eight three two three three eight nine three seven six. Catch us on the web, RJ Hunting Fishing. RJ, all right, my friend. Hey, have a good one. I'll talk to you Saturday. Catch him up. Catch him up later. Later, man. All right, that's Mike Jeffcoat over in Venice. I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Miralure Little John. You've heard me talk about it for years now. And Miralure makes a lot of great soft plastics, like their Marshmallow Paddle Tail. That's a swim bait. And uh, their, their Little John XL, and not to mention their Provoker. That's that big rat tail bait, twitch bait. It's uh but what I like about the Little John, it throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. You attach it to a jig head, whether you're wading or fishing out of the boat, and the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John is injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish, and the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last you for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching color, colors that produce results day in and day out. That's the Miralure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to Miralure.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. Getting things rolling here. Let's run down to G-Town now. Let's check in with Captain James Plog. Check his pulse this morning. Little Rat, what's up? Big Daddy, what's happening? Oh, man, it's all good in the hood. What's up with you? Oh, it's good in the hood, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, get ready to get out of here. What time? 530? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I ain't blowing too bad this morning. No, it's not bad at all. It wasn't too bad yesterday. It got bad yesterday afternoon. When I say it got bad, I mean, it blew yesterday afternoon. But yesterday morning, it was nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. But not too good a bite, man. Kind of like Charlie. Just tough, tough bite. Well, old fish do that sometimes. Well, dude, look what we just went through. <clears throat> I mean, went from 76-degree water to... Now, Monday was but good. Monday was pretty good fishing, but we went back just like it was like December. 
and it was it was good. Now we kind of missed him. We didn't go till later on. <laughs> hey, it was it was Monday was miserable, dude. Monday was cold. Yeah, it was. Hey, the water was. We had some fifty three. We had some fifty four. I want to say Monday. I think when we come in, I think the highest we saw was like fifty five six. Not right. fifty six. Not fifty six. And then I just looked at something. At the pass was sixty eight. The jetties was sixty six, and it was. Man, I think it was sixty six when I come in yesterday. So it came up. It went down real fast because it was you know so but cold. But it came back out. up fast. I, I was really surprised to see it come back up as fast Me as it too. did. And like like yesterday, it was fifty nine seven when I got out of the boat, and uh, sixty six and some change. I mean, that's coming up. You know what? Seven degrees, something like that. Yeah. It's not that them fish are messed up, but we pulled their money and it's air clear dude, against the bank. Air clear, like you can read your shoelaces. And then there's the streaks where you can wade to them. See, the tide was real low. It was it started to come in, but it was real low. And I think that's why we missed, you know, I mean, the fishing was still good, but, man, I just felt like, you know, if we'd have went on and went, <clears throat> everybody would have caught some more, you know. We walked out there and said, man, I'll be riding here. And we walked out there and started catching them you know some nice fish you know that's about three and a half four pounds yeah. i mean it was it, this there it is it's easy that was like read the book and then tuesday something happened my guys had some kind of work deal that came up so <clears throat> they couldn't go and i blew it off i went and played golf uh so i didn't go and then yesterday everything changed you got the what where we were fishing we got way too much water right now to you know go out there and fish and when yeah. the tide came in it took all them streaks that we were catching them fishing, and everything just turned the same color. Now you can't target nothing. Now you're just wandering around out there throwing it. You know, every now and then you'd see a mullet. <clears throat> same way yesterday. Everything just looked the same. A little bit of bait, but nothing moving. It. We just, you know, we caught a handful of fish, but up to about three pounds, but some redfish, but it wasn't no good. Yeah. So, but the month, man, wasn't a lot of current. It went out. It, like, it went out real quick. Then it just did whatever it did, you know. Then it just faded out. So maybe today would be better. I'm going somewhere else today. I'm gonna go look at something else. I'm watching a guy clean a bluefish. Man, what a bloodline in that! He better cut all that nasty stuff out of there. A uh, bluefish. Remember that time we tried to eat them? They were terrible. Dude. I know they are just solid blood, man. They're they nasty. are nasty. <laughs> We kept them that day in the rain. Uh, we were catching them big bluefish with them big trout over there. Yeah, that was in that. Yeah, uh, that was in that tropical storm, Chantal. Remember that? that yeah, was. And I said, said I looked down crazy. that shoreline. I saw two guys standing down there. I said, "Look at those idiots, man!" And <laughs> you looked at me and said, "Well, they ain't any stupider than we are." <laughs> it was Maurice and Pete Maurice Tanner. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> going, Lord have mercy. I can't yeah, believe they're that, that stupid. <laughs> oh, hey, but that fishing was good, though. <clears throat> Man, it was good that day. <laughs> well, it's, it, uh, but now this show I'm watching, DOS Boat or whatever it is, they took, they found them a 19 Mako. Remember that one Daryl Skiller ran all those years, that old 19? That was the worst boat on the planet ever invented. And uh, it was a 73 model. They bought it off some guy, and they completely refurbished it. 
tore the floor out of it, put a new gas tank in, the whole remodel job. They went out and caught them some bluefish and striper with it. You can tell they're up Man, that's like (laughs) Massachusetts somewhere. Yeah, hey, they're up like there. Spending a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of money and refurbishing like a Ford Taurus. You know, yeah, terrible plan. <laughs> or a Ford Pinto. <laughs> a Pinto. A oh, Pinto. <clears throat> but so we'll see. But I think Mickey them fronts. It, you know, we had a pattern. Them fish were set up. Then you know, I felt good about what I was doing the next day. I knew Monday we got just got lucky, and then I saw that water, and I said, "Man, we're fixing to start back from." scratch then it really was your stay you know now to want more everything's moving around so hopefully we don't get no more that was a pretty good little old front bro for that time <laughs> robert Cervillo sent me a text said man i can surprise surprised little wreck and find water shallow enough to wait in galveston <laughs> hey hey tell him that's a pot calling the kettle black oh tell him boy i heard that I, I need to line you two guys up i think you could drown robert i really do I think I you know drown. I drown Robert. Hey, I've waited with Mickey Eastman my whole life, so I've waited with anybody. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Oh, yeah, man, that, we used to laugh that, at you. Oh, there's some little old puppy done come over here in my garage. What's up, buddy? I got uh, you. Got you a new dog there, James. Yeah, Straight he up. It's my old neighbor's dog. I can't believe anybody. Oh, okay. He's all, he's all over these waiters. No, I ain't got no dog. Don't feed him. <laughs> He'll never leave. Hey, hi, good morning. Look, he loves over here. She's coming to get him right now. Did he stay here? <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> he can't catch him now. He's a Your neighbor's coming after his dog. <laughs> yeah, they're in my garage right now getting their stuff. <laughs> uh, she got him. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Hopefully we have a little bit. Just there. another day on Tiki Island, brother. <laughs> oh, it don't change, man. Only the faces change. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do something else this morning. I'm going off the wall. Not really off the wall. I kind of lost, man, because everything changed. You know, it, it's uh, right, man. I had them. We were. I was happy. I wasn't guessing about what I was doing. Now I'm guessing. So, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sucks, man. But you know, we didn't get enough bites yesterday. I stayed in one place really a long time. Because the guy fishing with me, he's he's patient. He don't care if he catches one or a thousand. And I think they were there. I honestly do. We caught one nice one. And we had some bite. We caught a bunch of little old fish too yesterday that ain't been around. I mean, little ones. <clears throat> I felt like they were there, and I just beat it up till I got sick of beating it up. And uh, they just never did do it. I was really waiting on the tide to move. I mean, I could tell it was kind of moving and. We didn't we didn't do a whole lot better. I said, man, we got to go. And he had to go back home. So we fished till about 2 o'clock. <clears throat> so it wasn't all that great. But <clears throat> every day's different, man. Yeah, it is. Hey, I got a question. I was just calling yesterday. On this match play, I really don't understand. So they play against somebody 18 holes, right? Yes. And if everybody, let's just say everybody pars every hole, then you tied the match, right? Yeah, you're dormy, and you play till somebody wins by one stroke. Which is you got a par and they birdie. Is really how it works, or right? I mean, or yeah, like or whatever. You know, if you see the score and it's three and two, that means uh, 
he's up by two with three holes to go. And then if, uh, then if they tie the next hole, both of them par it, then, you know, they're dormy. And then uh, if he can hang on and par with the same guy again, he wins by two. You know, that kind of okay, deal. So, all right, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, Justin, he, you know, I, like somebody, whatever, I can't remember the name, but, you know, it's yellow, one by two. So I just figure, okay, he had two was two strokes better than 18 holes. Then where I see, like, Jordan beat somebody, it says W in the yellow, three and two. That I didn't right. understand. He uh, he won by three with two holes to go, so they only played sixteen holes. Gotcha. That's what I wanted to know. And I was yeah. supposed to call you, but it was late when I was watching the end of it. Right. Okay. All right. I, I didn't I didn't see any of that yesterday. I was busy doing stuff. And, I just uh, caught the end of it, Mickey, because they started. You know, they started really late for what I thought, and they were still playing when it was getting dark up there in Austin. They just finished up when it was like yeah, almost that, 8 o'clock. Yeah, that course they play up in Austin, that is, that, man, that is so fine up there. And uh, that was a good tournament last year. I'm trying to remember who won it last year. Was it Scotty? I want to say Scotty did. He was in the I running. I know he was in the – I forget. But uh, it's been a year. My brain doesn't function that good anymore. But Dude, mine don't function. Plus two, but three there, there were some good matches last year. So, uh, and I like match play. That's uh, I enjoy. Well, I do. It's a it's a good strategy. I just didn't understand that scoring. That's I'm, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that for me. Well, all right, buddy. Well, I better go to work. Yeah, you I'm better go on, man. Sun comes up at seven. You got you got places to go. You must be going a long ways this morning. All right, I'm gonna man. roll. I'm gonna roll a little bit this morning. <laughs> all right, we'll roll on. All right, throw all right, them out buddy. a number. Somebody wants to call you. All right, brother, 49-771-7306. All right, James. Well, All right, hey. Always appreciate it, buddy. Always. Later, man. Later, Later. All right, that's Captain James Plog down in Tiki Island. And Big D Marine, they're having their grand opening of their newest store in Hitchcock, Texas. That's right off Highway 6. That's on April 15th. Go by and shop great deals on a fine selection of center console boats like Blackwood, Camus, G3, XL, Crestliner, Outboards by Mercury, Suzuki, and Yamaha. Mention my name, get $1,000 in a free 20-hour service on your new rig. Live band, free barbecue and refreshments, 409-938-4408. That's Big D Marine, grand opening, April 15th in Hitchcock, Texas, Highway 6. Don't miss it. Texans GM Nick Casario with Payne and Pendergast on how he views free agency. Really, the goal for us is just to try to add good football players across positions. Our job is to understand the market, assess the players, and then try to thread the needle. Cue the entire conversation on the free Odyssey app. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Captain Mickey for Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. Go by and check out all their quality live bait from their tanks to your live well. That bait can't get any better and uh, no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store, all their different size bottles, their regulators, diffusers. They refill your bottles there at the store. For more info on the oxygen response, call Jason at 281-701-8107. And while you're by the store, check out all their wild-caught Gulf Seafood, 
their big uh, 9-12 count wild caught guff shrimp. They've always got great deals, you know, great availability and uh, excellent pricing. And we're right in the middle of crawfish season, and nobody has them like Boyd's. They've got them stacked high at Boyd's One Stop. Check them out on the web at boydsonestop.com or call them 409-945-4001. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Man, final segment already. My, how time's flying by. 537 here in the Bayou City. And uh, looking at winds again. It's staying down this morning. They're calling for it to come up, but I think that'll probably be more of an event for tomorrow, especially with that rain chance picking up. Galveston Channel right now, it's... uh, South southeast five to ten. Eagle Point is south southeast at seven to eight. And up in the north end of the complex, Morgan's Point, it's east southeast nine to thirteen. So it's uh always a little different up north. More of an east southeast. And I could feel that yesterday coming off the bay. Trinity Bay kinda cooled down a little bit again and it uh you could feel that cool air coming off the bay with that southeast wind yesterday. But, uh, no, it's uh, the time of year that, uh, you know, waiting is probably your best choice, especially, with you know, after this front. Now we've got this good warm-up, and uh, these fish crawl in on those shallow flats. You know, and you... You, you've got two different kinds of fish in this bay, some that, you know, live shallow year-round and some that just never come in. They stay stay deep all year long. And then you've got, you know, that mid-range of fish that kind of stage off shorelines and uh, just kind of go in and out. They'll uh, they'll get on a feeding pattern where the bait that they're, that they're liking will be in the shallows on the shoreline, and uh, they'll pull in, feed on that, and then uh, turn around and go back out and lay up deep, and then uh, they just go back and forth. And then you have some that just strictly stay shallow and some that just stay way out deep, and they don't ever even think about coming in. So, But anyway, all right, well, let's run up to the big Sam, Sam Rayburn, and let's check in with Mr. Randy Dearman this morning, see what he's up to. Hey, Randy, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning there, Captain Mick. What's up? I see the wind. <laughs> you got a little breeze? I'm tired of it. Uh, we're going out there this morning, not fishing, going to go build some brush piles. Oh, that's a work day for you, man. Well, it is, but it's part of, it's part of catching fish, you know. If you I want know, catch it, proper, you, you gotta, guys you do gotta... a lot of work. You know, you just from fishing with you last year and i saw the brush piles you had you know you and your buddy put out and everything that's a lot of work people don't realize it. it's a it's a lot of work but it, it it's worth it it is you know it is it holds fish <laughs> it's true <structured>, man <laughs> uh it uh i just i i don't know if we got any more of this 30 or 40, low 40 degree weather, I hope not. <laughs> Let's get into summertime. Yeah, I know it. There's one more coming next week 
What day was that? Let me look at it again here on extended forecast. Yeah, I've uh, seen next, that, but next Wednesday morning it says it'll be our coldest morning. It's going to be forty-seven here, so that'll put you probably about thirty-nine or forty up there. Uh, uh you ain't like I can make it. I can make it one through one more if you tell me there ain't going to be no more. After well, that. I'm not going to do that. You, you <laughs> want me to stick my neck out? <laughs> I don't think so. Always to Easter, you got to be ready for once. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, we uh, we went and, let's see, Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. We uh, went blue like crazy, but we went ahead and Ray and them wanted to fish. Him his daughter's with him, so we... Uh, we stumbled around right here real close, and I don't know, we caught probably 15, 16 bass, but you know, when when the wind blows, you just can't, you know, there ain't no fun to go venture out across there where you want to go, so no. you just beat it out and, and catch, uh, catch what you can catch with it, and no big ones, you know, but... Uh, Hey, long as long as you're getting your line jerked on, that's that's what you go for. Well, we'll get, the, get these bus piles. How much go did ahead. y'all's water temperature drop with all that last cold weather? Oh spin? my goodness! You know, it was sixty nine, seventy, and then uh, it dropped down. It was you know fifty five, fifty six. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it warmed on up there some yesterday, but, you know, just a day or two of uh, a sun, especially if you don't have a lot of wind, it, it comes back pretty pretty quick. What's, what's the water down there yesterday, do you know? We're, we're warming back up pretty fast. I mean, we got out in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, you know, anywhere from low to mid fifties, and uh, let's see what was it this morning. It's already back up to uh, it's in the sixties again. Anywhere yeah, sixty two to sixty four. It don't take it long to get back there, especially if the wind to quit blowing. My goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I think we got a little rain coming here. Is it tomorrow? We're gonna to supposed to have all the rain. Yes, uh, they're showing about a sixty percent down this way tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's what it was up here. But get out there and get this get this chore started. I'll probably do one day a week, you know, for the rest of the of the month, getting getting everything back good. Well, get everything ready where you can bring your crew up again. Yeah, we're ready, man. I'll let you know as soon as it's right, right. It starts starts lighting off. Let us know. We'll come running. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, we had a good time. I like staying up there. It's so nice up there. When you you live around here and all the, man, all the hustle and bustle and traffic and people and just, it's just different. Get up there in them piney woods. It's so nice. Oh, it is, Mickey. It is. I don't blame you for living up there and doing what you're doing, brother. That's good stuff. 
she, she might as well just take off a day and come help us build brush, you know, brush piles, go yeah, cut I trees. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Y'all wait on me. I'll be there about uh, 1030. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured you would be. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that's all. That's part of part of it, you know. It is. What do you like? You like to use most the best willow. Yeah, I use. I don't use nothing but willows. I used to use a sweet gum every once in a while if I couldn't couldn't get you know a good willow I needed on one without you know traveling too far. So you know, cane worked pretty good, but it's just canes. You know, still you got to either. Do concrete in your buckets, or you know, it just it works, but it it's a lot of work. Yeah, and I don't want to do. You, you know, do that willow? What do you do? Just tie it up and sink it with center blocks, or what? Yeah, we'll put anywhere from three to five center blocks. You know, depending on how big the tree is, and tie a jug on the top of it to make it stand up. Hey, you remember that time? Bob Stevenson and them got all those free uh, old bowling balls from a bowling alley. <laughs> was going to sink brush with them, and they threw the bowling balls in the water, and the bowling balls floated. <laughs> remember that? Remember him telling I, that story? I didn't know that one, but oh, that, that, that was sounded years like ago, a, man. Yeah. I used to laugh when I'd think about that. <laughs> was it was it Pappy or Bob? And Bob Junior. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They thought, boy, we got all these man, all these good anchors to sink this brush with. <laughs> they floated. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that uh, they'd have to drill a million holes all the way through them to get them to, you know, to get them to sink. And uh, wow, they I didn't realize I don't know that how they threaded like an eye bolt into them, you know, to put the rope through and tie the brush to, and they threw it all over and everything just sat there and floated. <laughs> yeah. You know, I use that, uh, oh, what do they call it, mule tape that, uh, you know, they pull wire with. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Right. It's, it's, uh, oh, it's, I think it's about 2,800 pounds, you know, pencil strength or something on it. And, uh, right. That's what we use to tie them bricks on. I double it where I can run it through them and, uh, tie it in a fork. You, know, right. you need a fork somewhere else. You got to drill a hole in the in the trunk of it to run the thing through. No, that wire is uh, you go to cutting that wire, it snaps and wants to jump up, poke you in the eye, and everything. It just oh boy. Uh, so we we use that. I do anyway. What I use is that mule tape to tie tie your your cinder blocks on there with right and that sinks and holds them pretty good even when you get a storm they don't move much huh no if you put you, you gotta put you know depending on how big the tree is but usually it you know minimum of three blocks on it you know right to, to get it to, to hold do you like to uh find a willow that's uh perfect diameter at the base and then you know it's a complete tree and then just do the whole thing and yeah then, uh, and yeah it'll you actually really want to stand up right right you want it standing up uh i really like to find one you know it's got at least one big limb that 
it's got a big fork in it that spreads it on out even further, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I've been riding around here looking, found me a little area. You were were locating willow trees when we were fishing with you last year. Said, boy, that's going to be a good one next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You already had your eyes on it. And, uh, but I was watching you when you were pulling up on these spots and, uh, I was looking at your machine and I was wondering, you could see how that tree was standing just straight up and, uh, you could, you could, you could read it pretty good. And then you could see the fish on the branches and the inside of it and on the edges of it. I said, this is cool. Yeah. Which is just second nature. That's just normal stuff for y'all. But for an old trout fisherman, that was kind of cool watching how y'all manipulate those yeah. fish like that. You know, when I, when I build them things, usually what I do is, you know, I'll put, put my marker out right where, where I want it. And mm-hmm. I'll try and put, when I first do them, I'll, uh, of course they get bigger every year. You know, the old brush is still, fish is still get on it, but I'll, uh, I kind of do them in a triangle where I can pull that boat, you know, straight up in them. Then when you spot lock down, you know, it's, you got brush in front and on both sides. Right. That way people just drop it straight down and say, Hey, put it down. I usually tell them how, how far to put it down, you know? Right. We kind of use a one pull or two pull or two and a half pulls, you know, to right. Once they once they understand what we're talking about it, yeah. Once they understand what a pull is, that's you know, <laughs> you put it over yeah. the side with your rod straight out, and, and then flip the bail, and then uh, pick, pick your rod all the way up. That's a pull. Yeah, raise it up over your head. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. most of the time the fish are above the brush. They that's where you catch them is right above it. They they. They don't seem like crappie will go down to get the bait, but they'll come up. Mm-hmm. Of course, you always got these hardheads who think they got to drop it down deeper. And they're, they're the ones that are hung up all the time. They're like that trout fishing when you're fishing over shell. You tell them, don't let it hit the bottom, you'll hang up. Right. Off the bottom, just lift your rod up more and reel it a little bit faster, and you won't get hung up. And they invariably, they... Run silent, run deep, buddy. They hung up all day long. <laughs> all day long. And the same one to do it over and over, Mickey. That's it. You must have the same <laughs> guys fishing with you. <laughs> do sometimes. <laughs> now, when you, uh, when you, when you push these, put these brush piles out, do you look for any kind of undulation on the bottom? You know, where you like oh, on def- maybe a little ridge and you got to drop off on one side or the other? Yeah, definitely. We'll put it on the end of a point or, you know, right. underwater, you know, ridge like that. Uh, starting off early in the year, I like to put them, you know, in the mouth of these creeks. Right. Where after the crappie spawn, when they're coming out, that's, you know, where, where they're going to get off. first. Yeah. Right. And then, so I'll start building, doing, redoing those brush piles first and slowly move them. You know, gotcha. out toward the river, out in the deeper water. I mean, we we start off. Most of them are going to be at least eighteen to twenty foot deep. We'll right. have some that'll be thirty five, thirty eight foot. Well, as it gets warmer, they go deeper, huh? Hot weather. Yeah, rolls in. yeah. I got you. All right, Randy. Well, hey, that's all good info, man. If somebody wants to book you and come up and and enjoy some of this. 
all the hard work you put in it. In it, how do they get a hold of you, man? Hey, it's nine three six three two eight zero eight six four. All right, Randy. Appreciate Have it. Have a buddy. great one, Captain Mick. Yeah, y'all don't work too hard. See you, buddy. All right, later. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 